Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. I'm with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hey, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk, and I am a mom of two as well. So, everyone, we wanted to tell you all about our new sponsor. Hudson and Alex are having so much fun at LeapFrog Gymnastics here in Coquitlam. I love how their whole space is designed especially for recreational gymnastics with smaller scale equipment and lots of specialized mats. In class, the boys get to go through fun and challenging circuits where they work on important skills such as body and spatial awareness strength, balance, and of course, coordination. So as a sponsor, LeapFrog Gymnastics is offering our listeners $25 off their first month of classes. So for new members only with the promo code ParentTalk. So for more information on their programming and birthday parties, visit leapfroggym.com. Awesome. Today we're talking about active learning with Mark Boston via telephone, all the way from Edmonton. Mark is the founder and the creator of Active Animal The Game. He is also the owner and teacher of Active Kids Academy, which is a preschool focus on learning through physical activities. Hi, Mark. I'm happy to have you with us today. Hello, hello. Thank you, ladies, for having me on, and I'm excited to be here as well. Great. Well, today, the first question I want to ask you, Mark, is what does active learning mean? Thank you. Um, so active learning is, at its core, teaching children through physical activity or some other kind of fine motor or sensory learning. And what we do at our preschool is that we... In, try to in include an aspect of active learning in every component of, of each of our activities. Great. And why is active learning so important for children, Mark? Active learning is, it's really crucial from the, the research that I've, I've looked into of, of different experts. Active learning is, is really important because it in, increases the cognitive function in kids and it helps activate different Um, neurons and, and parts of the brain that, that aren't activated or maximized in their potential if, if kids aren't getting the physical activity that they need. So getting kids to live and, and be active is very important because not only does it help them with their, their health physically, but it also helps with their mental development and their cognitive function as well. So, um, Mark, there are so many different types of preschools out there, Montessori and Waldorf and play-based. So what is the actual difference between your active learning preschool compared to other preschools? Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's a, a great question. We, we definitely, we try to make sure that our, our preschool, like I said, is there's an active component in, in every game. And so for some kids sitting at, at a story circle or, or having circle time for 10 minutes, 20 minutes is, is something that they're able to do. But we're trying to reach out and, and find those kids that can't really sit still for that length of period. And so with our, our preschool, 
every game is is done in a sense where there's maybe an obstacle course, maybe there's some kind of fine motor challenge that's incorporated into it. And so a lot of our activities and our games that we we play with the kids are there's components to each activity. And so they might be instead of just sitting and practicing writing some letters and then moving on to a different activity, they would maybe write one or two letters and then head through part of an obstacle course before coming back to another stationary component where they can sit and and do another writing activity or something like that. So it's it's something that keeps the kids moving and encourages them to learn with their entire bodies. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Is it where your inspiration of creating the active animals, the game, was from? That so that's actually it's it's uh, an exciting story for me. Um, we we just launched last May, but it's been it's been developed over the past almost decade. From my time at Ridger College, it was back in in 2007, I guess, so over 10 years now. But uh, I was I was in Ridger College, and I spent some I spent some time taking a, a few classes that maybe didn't help me towards getting my degree, but I just thought for for my own personal fulfillment, I wanted to take. And one of them was a, a fitness and wellness course. And one day in the gymnasium, I just kind of had an epiphany that, um, you know, I, I love being active and, and kids love to play. And I think it's a great combination. But uh, one, one, one way is, uh, or one, I guess, one difficulty is how do kids, how do we get the kids active? And kids love to play. They love to learn through games. And so I thought, what are games that I've played in my past? And one of those games actually was a trading card game. And I think I've spent maybe a few hundred dollars collecting those card games, but I had never actually played the games because they were a little too, um, they were a little too difficult for, for the age that I was at. And so I, re- I thought I would create a game that, you know, it had a simple version and maybe a modified version for kids that, don't want to get too into the rules and too into the nuances of, of card games, and then also have a, a physical component. So as the kids played the game, they would have to be performing physical activity. And that was kind of the early genesis of, of Active Animals, the game. And here we are 10 years later, and I've, uh, yeah, I've developed, like I said, a couple different versions. There's a, a more advanced version for kids that are really interested in, in card games and those types of board game settings. And then there's more, I guess, simplified or modified games that are a little faster paced and uh, have less rules for the kids that just want to get active, just like the the designs and the artwork, and maybe don't want to sit down and play a full half hour to 45 minute game. Cool. So what age group is this game for? So the game itself, the the main version is, we say, six six and up is kind of the age range. And, uh, and until basically they lose interest. So, I mean, we're, we hope to <laughs> encourage kids to play it for life. But, um, we, also, we also have modified versions for, for younger kids. So we even use it in our preschool. And nice. It could just be as basic as flipping a card over and, oh, you say, oh, it's a, it's a panda bear or a, a cane toad, some kind of frog. How do you think that animal would move? And then we, we can take turns all moving together or the kids can, can explore and, and move you know, in their, in their own determination of, of how they think that animal would move. So we have modified versions for kids all the way down to, 
to our preschool age three and four year olds, but usually for for the kids to play the the main version, it would be around six and up. Mm-hmm. So that's a good probably way of promoting active learning in our home too, right? Absolutely, yeah. That's one of our one of our kind of uh, I guess advertisements with the game is that we want to encourage families to get active, and so it's something that you can play with uh, with your family after dinner or right after school. And one of the one of the names that we've given it is calling it the Family Five, and just saying even if you can only give five minutes a day, just make sure you set aside set aside those five minutes and. You know, take take the cards, go through the animal actions, perform the movements. We try to avoid calling them exercises just because <laughs> sometimes that can discourage kids. But we, uh, yeah, that's one of the ways that we think is, is a very beneficial use of our card game is getting families to bond, spend time together, and get active while they're doing it. So, Mark, what are the other ways to promote active learning in our homes then? Uh, I think really important for for working with kids and, and helping to work with kids is to use stories. And I think I've I've read a couple um, books recently on on people breaking down even TED talks and kind of the the stories that they use in that. And we're kind of hardwired to to listen to stories and to be engaged through stories. So I think if you if you want to play a game at home with the kids just adding a story to it instead of just saying, hey, let's do 10 push-ups or anything like that. Put a put a story to it and give different challenges throughout the story. And that's something we do at our preschool. Uh, a lot of our, I, I guess I shouldn't say a lot of our games, hopefully none of the kids are listening. Some of our games, you know, we kind of just repeat uh, with different stories and, and the kids will love it. So one month they might be running away from a pirate and then the next month they might be running away from a lion or a tiger in, in the animal month. So... I think with with stories, there's a lot of power to engage kids, and they'll they'll they have those strong imaginations where they'll they'll be engaged as long as you can tell the story and and give them an objective to achieve. They'll they'll be into it. Something that I've been doing lately with my son Alex is um, he's not old enough to read, but we have those little reader things, and then we push, and of course it tells you the story, right? And when we get to the end, of oh, course, yeah. there's a little bell, ding, 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 ding. So I told him it means that he has to run around the kitchen. <laughs> so he goes around, he gets up, he runs around the kitchen, and he comes back, right? And then he wants another page because he wants to go and run around the kitchen and come back, right? But that's a good example of make it Make it what works for you, right? And oh, that's awesome. And, <laughs> I'm sure later on he's going to yeah. be telling me that I'm making, I was making him run around like a crazy person. <laughs> um, well, hey, but, and that's, that's the other thing is kids love, they love challenges. Uh, I even remember growing up, you know, you, you think back to um, my dad sitting on the, on the couch and saying, hey, go, go downstairs and get me a, get me a, a pop from the fridge and I'm going to time you, you've got 20 seconds to do it. And so all of a sudden given a challenge and instead yeah. of it being a chore and something I was doing for my dad, I was sprinting down the stairs to try and, and beat his time that he had set for me. So yeah, even kids love challenges. If it's, yeah. if it's something where they, they're in a safe setting and they, you know, they know they're not going to get in trouble if they fail that they're, they're going to have the, 
the, I guess, the courage to attempt the challenges and, and, you know, not be, not be hesitant in that regard. And, um, if, if it's, if they are feeling a little hesitant, that's something you can always do is modify challenges, give them stuff that they know that they can achieve and, and celebrate that success and, uh, and then grow them from there. So if, you know, if it's something like, Hey, can you, it, uh, we have some kids at the preschool that they, they'll struggle with, with jumping on one foot and they can get really discouraged because they see their, their friends doing it. And so we'll just say, Hey, we just want to try jumping on our two feet and let's, let's see if we can do five jumps. And once they see the, how, how much we, uh, how much we celebrate them when they do succeed and, and how it's not a big deal if you fail, that's just part of learning and growing. When, when you're a baby, you fell over when you're learning to walk, you, you know, you didn't master it right away. And, and so that kind of helps them realize that it's okay to fail. And, and it's, that's, part of the fun of the journey. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Mark, where can we find your game, the active animal, the game? As of right now, we are, we have our online store that we work off of and we're in communication with a couple different retail stores. So hopefully we'll be able to let people know that soon we'll be in a store near them. Awesome. Well, let us know when that happens. That's awesome. Mark, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? I, uh, you can find me at uh, activekidsacad.com. We, we couldn't get the academy in our domain, so we just it's activekidsacad.com. And then also at activeanimalsthegame.com. Awesome. Heather, it's time for the conversation card. Can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, so today, so this question is going to be based on a saying, and the saying is once in a blue moon. The origin of the saying is every two and a half to three years, there are two full moons in a single month. The second full moon is often called a blue moon. Why blue? Well, nobody knows that for sure. (laughs) But um, so once in a blue moon, of course, means something that happens rarely that we don't do too often. So the question we have is tell us about something that you do once in a blue moon. Oh, something I do once in a blue moon. Um, I, I guess I would say probably, uh, go to movies. I, I try to not spend too much time on the screen. So, um, my wife loves movies and, and I, I, enjoy them now and again, but we try to make sure that, you know, most of our activities that we do together are, are not sedentary and we're not uh, sitting in front of a screen. So as fun as movies are, as much as we love them, I try to, I try to not do that uh, too often. (laughs) So for me, I would say date night. When you have two little ones at home, it's pretty hard to get out, um, whether that be time-wise or financial, um, because babysitters cost a lot of money. And you add that in with the cost of going for dinner or whatever else you're doing on date night. Um, so definitely, I would say that unfortunately, date night is a once in a blue moon thing these days. Oh, no. I know. We got to work on that. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it will be a massage or spa. I'm not going to the spa enough. <laughs> no. I'm sure a lot of us are not going to the spa enough. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Heather, and thank you, Mark, for joining us today and helping us grow our village. For our listeners, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we are releasing some mini episodes called Real Mom Moments, where we talk a little bit 
about what's happening in our daily lives as mom. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on any platform where you like to listen your favorite podcast. You can subscribe directly to this podcast on our website so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. And please take a minute to review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know what you think. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.